Hey guys, Laura here. I wanted to invite you to my Authenticity Workshop on Friday, May 24th. The title of this workshop is Authentic Expression and Why It Will Make You Wealthy. And I use the word wealthy not specifically in the traditional sense, although that's true as well, but also holistically wealthy, um, leading to a life of joy, abundance, and expansion. Because when we learn to authentically express, there's nothing more powerful. And once we learn it, and we bring it to our nurse coaching practice, it echoes into over into every other area of our life. So come for this interactive workshop. It's 30 bucks. You need to register. Link will be in the bio. Thank you. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby both board-certified nurse coaches show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. Today, we are going to dive into the importance of evaluating our practice and ourselves and our business. And it's something that we have always done as students, as employees. And then we jump into the world of entrepreneurship, especially this first year, and we don't do it. And it's so uh, not helpful to learn without evaluation. So we're going to talk a little bit today about the importance of evaluation, what you should evaluate, and what to do with that information to serve your practice. So I think what I'd like to start with is like, why do we evaluate in the first place? Why do we do that? Well, first of all, if we don't evaluate, we don't know if it's really moving the needle forward. Take, for example, your diet. If you decide that you're going to eat a certain way and you don't evaluate how you feel or what it's doing for you, then how do you know that how you're eating is the right way for your body? Same thing with your coaching practice. Let's say you jump into your private practice, you choose a certain organic marketing strategy, and you do that strategy every week for a year, but you never evaluate its effectiveness. Is it the best way? Is it the easiest way? Does it still feel in alignment with who you are? Or are you just blindly doing it over and over and over again? And evaluation gives you like intentional focus. It eliminates the thought of, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. If we don't know what to do, which is pretty much how we feel the whole first year in private practice, evaluate. Evaluate something. And I'll give you some things that you can evaluate. Evaluate something in your practice. Figure out what worked really well, what didn't work well, and what do I need to do about it? And then the what do I need to do about it will give you the clarity of what to do next. Because evaluation creates all the information that you need and it points you in the right direction as you go. If you don't have the result that you want, evaluating why that could be and figuring out how to do it better or do a thing differently or make a slight 2% degree change in your trajectory can be so helpful. Shelby and I do this all the time in this business. We're constantly evaluating, is this working? Is this not working? Is this workshop helpful? Is it not helpful? 
when we do application calls, is it better to do it this way or better to do it this way? We're constantly evaluating our processes to be better. And your first year, it's so important to get that feedback loop and to develop that habit of self-evaluation now that you don't have an employer that's giving you uh, performance evaluations and you're, you don't have an external place to rely on for that. You have to implement your own. Evaluation also creates way more belief in what you're doing. And we need all the belief. We need to have all the belief that we possibly can our first year. Like we will take that belief from our coach. We'll take that our belief from our partners. We will we'll read a book. We'll create fake belief, but we're constantly trying to cultivate that and inspiration. And in order for you to get to where you want to go, you have to believe different things than you currently believe right now about you, you, who you are as a coach in your life. So evaluating is the key to get you to where you want to go. It's the shortcut. It's the hack. And we're going to talk about what do you actually need to evaluate in your practice. It also reduces failure because if we keep doing things and we don't take time to, to evaluate them, um, we're kind of like the blind leading the blind. Like we, we want to, to squeeze as much info out of everything. If we are going to put energy into our practice by hosting workshops or by doing proposal calls, like we've got to take some time to evaluate those and see what is working. What have we learned? What do I need to work on? Is there any changes that I want to make and share that with your mentor? Okay. What do you want to evaluate? We evaluate our practice probably monthly. And I think that's a really good habit. Um, you can evaluate every single proposal call that you ever do. And I would do that the first 20 to 25, at least all of them your first year. We have a post-proposal call worksheet that we recommend that you do. And I recommend doing that post-proposal worksheet the minute that you hang up the call. And Shelby shares really candidly about this, that after every proposal her first year, she would call her, her brother or her dad who had been in sales. And while she didn't know that's exactly what she's doing, she was in real time, sharing what went, what she thought she did right, what went wrong, what she wishes she would have done differently. So she had a really fast learning trajectory on those proposal calls. I didn't do this. I was like, oh, they're not ready for coaching. Oh, it's they don't have enough money. I totally made it the client's fault. I, mean, I didn't do any of it. I wasn't told to do any kind of evaluation. Um, so that really cost me a lot of money, to be honest. Because I would have seen really quickly where I wasn't painting the gap, where I wasn't serving powerfully enough, what I could have done differently and better through evaluation. Evaluating how you're spending your time. I think this is so helpful. We get in these time sucks of these uh, activities that make us feel productive that are not income producing. And if we evaluate the way we're spending our time in our practice, we catch those pretty quickly instead of wondering why we don't have the results that we want. And how are you spending your money? I know money and time are kind of interchangeable when you're building your business. If you have more time than money, there's lots of things you should do your, yourself. For example, maybe building your landing page or uh, let's see what else. Yeah, I would say that. Probably first year, that would be it. Or if you have more money than time, can you just hire someone to do that so you don't waste your time learning that new skill? Um, but evaluating that before you choose to do it. There's too many times 
people spend money on things that they shouldn't or spend time on things that they shouldn't. And you don't know unless you evaluate if this is what's best for you. Evaluating every powerful conversation you have. What was your presence like? We have a a score sheet from Rich Litvin that is wonderful, a deep coaching scorecard that is really helpful to see like you as the coach, where are you nailing it? What are your strengths? What do you want to do more of? Where could you be more curious? Where could you have more presence? So evaluating all of our powerful conversations is so helpful. And we, we did some version of this in certification, and now it's up to us in private practice to keep doing some version of that. Every networking event, workshop event, everything that you do that would be in the marketing bucket of your business, evaluating that, watching it back, asking people for feedback. How could you have done it better? How could you have engaged your audience more? Where did you hold back? Where did you play it safe? What did you do great? I think we underestimate that sometimes watching ourselves gives us confidence. I remember doing my first big interview with a, a YouTube channel about my daughter's vaccine injury. And the interview was two hours away. And I had just launched my coaching practice. Uh, so I was not prepared to like plug it, even though I think at this point, 25,000 people have listened to the story of mine. And I wasn't prepared to like plug it. And that wasn't the reason for it, but I was so nervous. So I went to uh, record it and they were playing it live at that time. It was before uh, any vaccine injuries were um, censored. That wouldn't be allowed to happen now on Facebook. But back then, my interview was on a Facebook live in a, in a Facebook community that I was a part of for other parents that had uh, vaccine injured children. And I was able to go to my car right after the interview and I made myself watch it because it was it had a little bit of a lag or I, or I think I rewinded it. And I watched myself on video do this interview and it wasn't that bad. You guys, like I, I wasn't that bad. So by evaluating like through the cringy feelings through the the slits in my eyes, through maybe even my hands over my eyes, like, oh gosh, how am I going to say this? What did I say? Um, it wasn't that bad. And that gave me an incredible confidence. So also realizing that in some of our evaluations, it might create a lot more confidence, not just all the stuff we did wrong. So be aware of that. Like look for what you did right too. Um, I think it's super, super helpful. And then social media. What is working in social media for you? What feels good? What are you getting engagement from? What kind of posts do you feel like you want to try more of? Do you want to emulate anybody else that you're seeing? Is there things you want to play with? Where can you play full out? What is working? What's not working? What can you do? That's so much better than uh, just throwing spaghetti all the time and, and not taking any time to see, hmm, when I throw the spaghetti in this direction, it actually feels good, works well. Maybe I should hone in on this specific type of post and or content and get better at it. It gives us all these, these sign posts of where we want to go. And I know for, for new nurse coaches, we're all after the, the niche, the perfect niche, the perfect offer, the perfect website. We're in this hurry, this hurry to get through this, this beginner startup phase. It just it's awesome. Like fall in love with the struggle of this phase because you'll remember it for the rest of your life. 
we want to rush it and get to this phase where we know exactly who we help, how we help them. We can answer, what do you do statement perfectly? We have the confidence, the polished, the, the branding. We want it all. But everybody in the world that's had that has had to go through the phase you're going through right now. And the fastest way to get to that, that, that feeling of some kind of awareness of who you are as a coach and who you help, it comes through relentless evaluation of self and all the things we talked about. I'm going to borrow this from another coach. And it is what evaluations are helpful and what evaluations are not helpful. Just to to give you an idea of, of the way that our brain can work on this. Evaluations that serve is I didn't show them the value of coaching, right? So you have done a post powerful conversation, like deep coaching scorecard. And you're like, oh man, in retrospect, I would have asked this. I would have stayed here. Like, how could you be a better coach? This is so freaking valuable. It's so helpful. It also makes it fun to do coaching calls because you're like, cool, I'm not just coaching this human and serving them. I'm honing a skill with some awareness of what what I want to hone and different things I want to try. Evaluating you your belief in the client. Did you believe in the client's vision? Did you believe that the client, it was possible? Were you inspired enough in your own body to be inspired by the possibility of your client? It's a great thing to evaluate. Anything that you couldn't walk them through or any time that you bought into their story, like did you, like asking yourself, did I buy into their limiting beliefs? Did they get me? Did I get stuck in the web that they're currently in? Did they pull me into it? Did I go into to probability and limited thinking or did I stay in possibility and in their bigger vision? This is so easy to do with money, you guys, especially. Were you in your head? You know, checking, being like, I remember this part of the call when she said this and I had these thoughts and I kind of drifted off and I was thinking about Laura and not thinking about the client. It's really helpful. It's not to like, bash ourselves or make ourselves feel like we're crappy coaches. It's just the awareness of, God, I could have done that better. And you guys, I watch myself coaching all the time. I do weird stuff with my eyes. I blink too much. Sometimes I rub my nose. I have a resting bitch face sometimes. I talk too fast. I cut people off. Like I, It's not like it gets super comfortable. Like, yes, There are uncomfortable realities about our performance as a coach, and I am willing to suffer that, to be better, to be a better coach, to create a better environment for transformation to happen. Like I am willing to suffer through watching myself blink too much to be a better effing coach. People pay me money to help them create their dreams. I'm willing to watch myself on video to be better because people pay me to help them with their dreams. And I would hope that each of you are willing to do that in service to your client. Be willing to evaluate yourself. Where have you struggled to connect? Certain clients are harder to connect to. Evaluating why is that? Is it because you judged them before? Is it because of the way that they looked or talked? Is it because of the energy that they were in? Like, why? Why was it harder for you to connect? 
How can you be better? What can you learn from it? Maybe they're just not your people. Maybe you're starting to see who you don't want to serve. That's so valuable too. Here's what I mostly hear from new nurse coaches after their first 10 proposals. These are the kinds of things I hear that aren't helpful. They weren't ready. It was the price. It was too high for them. They just didn't see the value. They, did, they weren't open to coaching. They didn't want to leave their story or their pain. And they had to ask their husband. Or my favorite is, oh, well, they really saw the value in coaching and they really, really wanted to hire me, but they have something going on in their life right now. And so they said, circle back around in, in two months. Y'all, that's a no. It's a no. That's actually a no. A not right now is a no, which is fine. Um, but if you let everybody that you coach be a not right now, then you're giving up on their dream because not right nows very rarely turn into yeses unless you are consistently following up and holding space for them and keeping that relationship open. So not that not right nows are bad or wrong, but don't stop at not right now because not right now is like so such an easy, easy way out. So evaluations that don't serve are things that are others-focused, are client-focused. Like evaluate yourself, what you do have control over, be relentless in that pursuit. In our programs, we do all sorts of things. To, we evaluate proposal calls. We have you record them. We ask you to evaluate every single post-proposal call. And shockingly, about one out of 15 of our clients do that. And all of our clients that have hit six figures have done that repetitively. Repetitively, One of our clients, I'm going to give this awesome story because I just, in awe of it, uh, she was my student in the collective and she was, she's wonderful. She's been on our podcast. I'm not going to say who it is. She's wonderful. She's such a product of her own product that you can just feel it. She's such a powerful, badass coach. And in the collective, she would watch all of her coaching videos back. So she recorded all of her pro bono coaching videos. She watched all of her pro bono coaching videos and evaluated herself then. So that was 60 hours of evaluating herself plus 60 hours of coaching humans. When she hired me as her business coach, she recorded every proposal and watched it back and evaluated herself. Now, that might sound like a lot of time up front. But it saved her so much time because she became good so fast. She became competent, confident so fast. It was a hack that the best way to spend her time was to do what she did. This is something we have, un we have undersold. We have under explained. We have under served our community. Shelby and I have underserved you guys up until this point about the importance of evaluations. To be fair, because we thought since it was in our course, it was being done. And then upon further of our own evaluation of our clients' experiences, because people don't understand the value of it, they just weren't doing it. It was just another thing on the to-do list and they're already overwhelmed. I would rather people coach less and evaluate than coach a bunch with no evaluation. It's so important. Ah, it's also so vulnerable. He's so vulnerable. We, we send out evaluations to all of our coaching clients. And my last group of evaluations was the lowest I've ever had in any ever, 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 ever. As a, as a co-instructor, every group, 
I, I didn't have all five stars from all of my clients. Now, to be fair, there was caveats to that, which I think was in the way that the question was asked. So it's not like people were t- saying, Laura, you're a terrible coach, but it felt bad to not have everybody say, 10 out of 10, Laura, you're the best. Like it felt really bad. So it's vulnerable to have that feeling. Why? Okay. So I'll walk you through my current experience. I get reviews. They're not 10 out of 10. Immediately, wounded little Laura pops up and says, see, Laura, you're not doing a good job. See, Laura, you're actually, it's actually all bullshit. You've got them all fooled. You don't know what you're doing. Little Laura, and I don't know what age she is. I think she's, she's probably 11, you know, pre, pre, prepubescent, horrible puberty Laura. She came out and she was so cute and it was uncomfortable and it hurt her feelings. And gosh, if I didn't be with that, with my coach, what would be the, the, the probability of me continuing to seek feedback? And he sent me this beautiful, I love him, by the way. He sent me this beautiful part of his course about creating with complaints. Not that, not that my clients were giving me complaints, um, but the way of seeing complaints or feedback or uh, constructive criticism, like all these things that we fear, like how can we just be with it and embrace it and expect little Laura to come out and get her feelings hurt and then work through that and then find an edge? Because if I can be the business coach for you guys that takes every criticism and constructive feedback and, and creates constant space for people to safely share, and I take what is useful, first of all, I discern what is useful and not useful because there is lots of not useful complaining that happens when you run a business, but I discern what is useful and not useful, and then I make use of every piece of constructive feedback, complaints, criticism that I ever receive. In five years, I will be so much better than anybody, anybody could be in my spot. Constructive feedback, creating with complaints, how JP says it, it's a cheat code. Just decide to fall in love with it. Decide to come face to face with the wounded part of you that's afraid. Be with your mentor on this. Be with your colleagues on this. Let's normalize this. This is part of becoming excellent at what we do. It doesn't hurt. Yes, sometimes. Do we get defensive? Yeah, sometimes. Is it valuable? Yeah, it's so, so valuable. Um, does it ever get easier? I don't know. I'll, I'll TBD. TBD on that one. Does it get easier? I think it gets easier to deal with the the initial emotions because you're aware of what they are. So there's a consciousness you can come to with it where it doesn't, it, it's not like the uh, the wounded part of you doesn't get activated. I think it does. I think that what you do with it is just so uh, generative and, and important and positive and in service of that it starts to lose its power. And the fear of feedback the fear of somebody saying, hey, Laura, you actually speak too fast 
sometimes and I don't feel heard, like that's really useful for me to know. Because from that point forward, I will probably be aware of this, the pace in which I speak. It's just an awareness, right? So I guess my question for each of you, as you listen to this, whether you're one of our clients, whether you're one of our future clients, whether you're uh, just in the collective doing your thing, getting your, your evaluations from your practice clients, how can we create complaints and feedback and constructive criticism as a way to feed us forward into excellence as a cheat code to get further in the game that is called entrepreneurship and being a badass nurse coach. Let's create it that way so that we embrace it. We evaluate our own coaching calls. We stay conscious and present within our own practice in a meaningful way. And when things come up that hurt, we work through it with our mentors and we learn to embrace it. Mm, That was gold. Importance of evaluation. I hope that that landed for you. I would love to support you further in this. If you have any questions, just come to our Facebook group. I'm happy to also share our post-proposal worksheet with you guys. Uh, Even if you're not a client, uh, just email us and ask for it. Happy to share that. And we are still enrolling for 2023. We would love to have you in our mentorship. The mentorship in our opinion and our data suggests it is the best shot you have at success in the industry to date. Right now, we have the best lead coaches. Uh, We all evaluate ourselves. Um, We are all coachable. We, We are all doing the work. We're all the real deal. We don't make any false promises. We are evidence based of what it takes to create clients your first year as a nurse coach. And thank you guys so much for listening this morning. I hope this lands and that you get a moment today to evaluate where you are in your practice. All right, guys, see you next week. Bye.